It's the Duffin' Up Podcast. Alright, Duff Daddies and Duff Mommies, we have on a very, very special guest for you this week. First guest in a while, so pretty happy about this. Uh, we have on the founder of Acorn Hills Clothing Company, uh, not only a golfer, an all-around outdoorsman, and an all-around outdoorsman products as well. We've got golf stuff. We have t-shirts if you want to go hiking. Uh, I don't do that much hiking, as you can probably tell, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, but we are not only on that side is it very focused towards the outdoors, but they even have eco-friendly tags. That's right. We'll get into that. But you can basically take the tag off, go ahead, plant it outside, and, you know, within like 100 to 150 years, a big old tree will be in your backyard. So just remember <laughs> that. I might not be around to see it. You may not be around to see it, but it'll be there. And always remember that. We welcome on Nate Wren from Acorn Hills uh, Clothing Company, not golf company, sorry, Acorn oh, Hills Clothing Company. <laughs> Nate, how are we doing tonight, man? Hey, Brandon. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. It's been a long time coming. I think we've been we've been talking for a couple months here, possibly getting on the show and um, finally able to make it happen. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, you know, for those who don't know out there, I'm a full-time college student. I'm 20 years old. I started this as kind of a hobby in 2022 and then launched in 2023 and uh, it's kind of taken off. So very fortunate. Uh, absolutely, man. And, and just so our listeners know, they can also know that how uh, incredibly, incredibly sorry I am about this. We were supposed to have Nate on in April. It is July 31st. This <laughs> is entirely hey, my That's fault. all right. It's it's just it's just like age like fine wine. It's gonna be a great episode. I, I know for a fact. Oh uh, I I do appreciate that. And I also did take credit for uh hooking you up with Safe Par, even though I did yes, not hook you, you up with the same bar, guys. I don't care. I still took credit for that. I was yep. like, I was yep. like, yes, you know what? I listened to your guys' episode. I'm like, I'm totally taking credit for this, even though I didn't do that. <laughs> Uh, but those, those, uh, Derek and Dom, I, I know it was like this one. Uh, if you cannot tell right now, we got a solo podcast tonight, but, uh, like, like, um, like Dom, Dom, I'm doing the solo tonight, but they're, they're both great guys. And, and I'm, I know you had a really fun time talking with Dom. Oh yeah. Dom and I talk weekly now. So it's like, just, we made, you know, friendship over that, but it was great. Uh, dude, he's he's awesome. He's there. That whole crew is great. And I, I really enjoyed uh, listening to that. And, you know, there might be some there might be some similar questions here, but I'm sure you you've answered right. a lot of them already anyways. But what made you come up with the idea? You know, as you said, full time college kid sitting in your dorm or it may have even been before. What made you decide, you know what, I'm so passionate about the outdoors that not only do I want to start an outdoorsman company, but I'm also very passionate about golf, which is pretty similar. You know, you're outside playing golf, but that's yep. really where like the similarities almost end when you're looking at different, different sports, when you're doing hiking or you're doing fly fishing or any type of outdoorsman activity versus golf. So what made you kind of come up with the idea of just acorn Hills, just an outdoorsman company in general? Yeah. You know, in high school, I was always obsessed, well, even just growing up, I was always obsessed with this idea of uh, fashion and sports and outdoors, just like any kind of young kid is, you know, they always want to dress like athletes or they always want to dress like these people you see that were, you know, 
I guess not like so much physically fit, but just, you know, they, they look, they look good. And what I mean by that is my tagline, look good, feel good, do good. And I think it's just a chain reaction. You know, when, when you look good, uh, you're going to feel better about yourself. When people feel better about themselves, it's contagious and a lot more good gets done uh, from a 360 point of view. Now, with that said, um, you know, I kind of, I used to have this little notebook. I used to write in business ideas and I, I was probably about 14 or 15 writing these ideas. So like there's some off the wall ideas. But then COVID hit when I was a junior in high school. And I thought, you know, I should take this thing to the next level and actually start one. And I thought, well, you know, COVID's here. We don't know what the uncertainty is of it. So I, I didn't I didn't start it. I, I kind of tabled it. And I went to college freshman year. And I actually hated college at first. I wasn't involved. You know, I played I played college golf, but that was about it. I'd go to my classes. I'd come back and come back to my dorm at night. And, uh, you know, at one point I was thinking about, switching colleges and coming back closer to home. And once I got involved, I thought, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere else. So I thought, you know, as, as far as that was, that was almost me putting myself out there, taking a risk personally. And I thought, well, why not just take another risk? There's no time like the present. I'm in college. Uh, if I'm going to fall flat on my face, I will. So I thought I'm going to start this. And, you know, coming out of high school, I had a couple NIL deals, uh, just being a college golfer. And they were nothing crazy, just a couple small deals where I got to see almost the back end of these clothing companies and kind of, um, how the marketing, how the content creation, how, you know, how people found their target audiences and things like that. And I thought, well, you know, that's nothing, nothing against those companies, but that's nothing I couldn't do myself. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's something that a lot of people think isn't feasible. And, uh, you know, so for me, that was almost this driving force, but I thought, okay, what was my main problem I wanted to solve? Because everyone's got a problem they want to solve with their, their brand or their product or company. And I was always just, obsessed with this even growing up was you know you go in a store like a nike or tj maxx or dicks or something just some of these sport retailer stores and you see that like the hang tag that hangs off the clothing like the hang price tag and it's usually attached to a clear piece of plastic and you get that piece of plastic you rip it off you throw it away and um obviously like in the moment that's not going to be a crazy amount of plastic but you multiply that company's products by i mean every type of product that they offer times all the companies in the world and you get like a lot of those little plastic hang tags and I thought well how could you limit that or how could you at least balance that out um carbon footprint wise so that's where I kind of came up with the idea of utilizing seed paper to be my like hang tag so that was kind of you know there's a lot of I'm all over the place um for sure but a lot of that was all kind of thrown into a big melting pot I thought okay you know and out came Acorn Hills and uh, Acorn Hills the name actually pays homage to my rural area because uh you know i walk outside i live in out in the middle of nowhere so if my wi-fi cuts out during this brendan i apologize but um you know i'd walk outside on a fall day and you'd just be the ground would be covered with acorns from like oak trees and you know just from where i live it's all hills and everything i thought well just you know nothing seems more more storybook than acorn hills and plus too the reason i chose the acorn is because it's a brand identity thing as long as oak trees are around uh, and people step on an acorn or people see an acorn out, I want them to associate that with my my uh, brand. It's almost like a Nike swoosh, but uh, eco-wise, eco-friendly wise. So that was kind of that was kind of the origin of it. So that that tag, hang tag story, um, it started out slow and eventually got picked up by USA Today, uh, a retired journalist. You know, I emailed him. It was just a lot of a lot of me messaging people online and somehow a friend of a friend of a friend knew this guy who used to write for USA Today and he put me in contact with USA Today themselves 
and uh, that got picked up. So, you know, we went, I think March 15th was when that article debuted. And like instantly I had like a thousand people on my website. Now, obviously not all of them converted, but you know, everyone knew that mission right away. And I get this email out of the blue from this guy from the weather channel. I thought, Oh man, it's a phishing email. And it said, Hey, we saw your story on USA today. Uh, we'd love to have you on. And I thought, okay, I'm going to fish it. Well, I fished it and it came back to me. It was real. And I was like, Oh no. I was like, what did I just do? I was like, I just shot down my only chance. And, uh, so I emailed him back and luckily he he still took me and I went on the weather channel April 12th and was with Stephanie Abrams and uh, Jordan Steele. And we, you know, that, that was great. And then today I actually just debuted on my local news. So I don't know how close you were following the company today, but um, locally I debuted on my local news today, but I think I've in total, I've been on about 14 or 15 different pods and, and then a couple magazines and stuff like that. So it's, you know, no pun intended, but we're growing, which is great. Dude, I mean that that's that's unbelievable, and that and that's what you want to do as a small business, right? Like do as much out outreach as you can. I will yeah. say, grow growing up in Massachusetts, I I feel you on the a uh, little bit different than the acorns. We don't have oak trees where I am. We got maples, so we got yeah. we got all the maple trees, but we got those you know those nice little seeds, and all they do is yeah. they just fall immediately just, once yep. autumn comes around. Oh God. Thank, thank God I, I don't have to clean it up anymore, but I remember those <laughs> back in the days and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get all the maple leaves right into the center of the yard and you're about to put them away and the they dog blow. comes and he yep. just runs right into the pile. Oh, always good back in the day. But one of the things I definitely wanted to, you know, as you mentioned with the, 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 the actual seeds and the actual paper within your hang tag. Oh, yeah, I have I have one here. I can hold it up. I don't know if the viewers can see that. Look how cool that is! Everyone watching on YouTube, everyone on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Is- so what the what this does is um this is made out of seed paper. What I'm holding here, and it within this paper is sown like six different types of wildflowers. So there's catchfly, um, snapdragon, sweet asylum. There's these common ones that can be grown all over the country, more or less. Um, and what happens is this little hole is attached to the clothing. You know, you put I, I put a string there attached to the clothing. And then once I, I'm in a couple retailers, actually, and uh, they'll put their UPC like on the back. So once they scan it, you know, the customer can peel that off once they go home and uh, scan this QR code. It takes you right to my website and it tells you all about how to plant it. Um, you know, what flowers you can expect, like what's the growing cycle and, uh, you know, people can plant it from there. So, but it's funny because, you know, I preach all this stuff about look good, feel good, do good. And all my customers, you know, they buy into the mission and stuff, but on my end, what do I do as a founder is I actually partnered with the national forest foundation. And for every order that's on my site, I match that order with like a percentage of sales or percentage of money that I donate and they plant a sapling or a small tree and uh, to date you know i'm part of the, part of what's called the sapling program through them but uh to date we've helped plant over a million trees with them now personally we've done about 200 of those trees which is still on a very small scale that's 200 more that uh you know nature didn't have so that yeah i mean that's that's amazing that's so cool that being able to do that and even thinking like you know oh there's a million trees. I've only done 200. But if you look at it the other way, I'm a big glass half full guy. I'm a big optimism yep. guy, except when I get out on the golf course, then my pessimism comes <laughs> in. But 
like if you look at it that way it's like yeah i've planted 200 trees like maybe not physically planted but like because of what you're doing you have yeah. added into the ecosystem and you have added in 200 trees that weren't there before like that that's unbelievable and continuing right. to and do that is is awesome i appreciate you saying that you know being as small as i was at first um you know obviously my resources are limited on what i can do you know so i would have loved to have planted those trees myself but did we freeze up there i don't know if we did or not. i'm frozen oh no you're good can you hear me now yeah, okay you're good. I, just, I just heard myself repeating myself that, wait that's what it sound like brendan no but, you're um, fine don't worry that was me i i see who's giving out on on the wi-fi this happened last podcast i i gotta do something man i don't know what i gotta no, do hey. maybe i just gotta move rooms no hey i'll tell you we live out in the middle of nowhere and i'm not gonna name the names of the company just because obviously i don't want this down the road get me sued or something but uh we switched we switched companies and uh we're, like yesterday we switched companies and today like our wi-fi is great so um hopefully fingers crossed it stays that way but uh wi-fi is just a beast in itself but that's another podcast i guess that's, that's over my head i'll, I'll just <laughs> stick to clothes i'll just stick to clothing for now but um but yeah so you know i just always wanted to make that change about the seed tags and you know slowly starting out i didn't have the resources to plant the trees myself now if i would have like I, I would love to down the road five ten years if i'm still doing this then then have like an acorn hills tree planting where i get you know a probably 10 to 15 people and then get customers all around the world to go out and have like a national tree planting day but um, sadly, I'm just too small right now to do that. So the next best thing was partnering with the National Forest Foundation. And they, they've been great. They've been great um, accepting the brand, too. So, you know, when one door opens, another one or when one door closes, another one opens. So I can't complain at all. Nah, absolutely, man. I mean, that that's it, it's unbelievable what you're doing. And, and it's great work, too. And, and it's something that can be physically seen as well. You know, maybe not right now, but 10 years down the road, that sapling's going to be a tree. 30 years yep. down the road, you know, if 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 we all still exist by then, <laughs> um, you know, that, that'll that be a, a big old tree and people will camp under it or people, you know, they'll, yep. they'll take a break and, and, you know, sit under a tree. And who knows? I mean, maybe the world isn't coming to an end like I think it is. But <laughs> I'm kidding on that side. But I, I just think that, you know, what you've been doing so far. And like you said, you're, everyone's, you know, you're small right now, hopefully continue to grow, but already making a huge impact on that side, which is great. Um, well, one, I appreciate you saying that. Of course, man. So, you know, coming from that side as an outdoorsman, as a golfer, where did you see kind of the similarities between the two areas besides, of course, golf is played outside and you know as an outdoorsman you are outside but how were you able to kind of bring those two areas of your life kind of together and and create the and create acorn hills well you know it's that's a great question it's obviously it's not the first time i've been asked that but i kind of give a different answer every time they all ultimately mean the same thing and to answer your question brendan um you know a lot of the names i have for the golf polos like this one's like the stand up it's like obviously like that gives kind of homage pays homage to the outdoorsy type theme but with that said i make a lot of my products that you can wear them on the golf course if you wanted to or you could wear them you know casually um just from my point of view being from a very country rural part uh people wear my products when they're grilling stuff or you know fishing or 
some like person was out kayaking the other day and they wore one of my uh, black hoodies and, you know, just something that can be worn on the golf course if you want it to be um, to kind of touch on that golf brand idea. And that's really what I knew most about coming out of high school was the golf brand. And um, I didn't know much about the outdoors brand, but it was something I was very passionate about both of them. So I guess that was kind of where I combined the two was, uh, you know, especially with the names, the ideas kind of keeping a central theme, you know, the darker colors the lighter colors, the, the funny designs with the, like, I don't know if you look at the Bigfoot shirts, like he's fishing and stuff. So keeping things light, but also keeping things kind of uh, serious too, and separating me from the other brands that are kind of doing similar things. Cause most golf brands now offer a casual line, but um, with that said too, not, I'm not most golf brands. I'm, I'm an outdoors brand, an outdoor activity brand with a golf section. So no, I, I, and yeah, whenever you can kind of bring those two different, you know, parts of your life, when you have a passion about two different things, being able to bring those together, that's always the goal. Am I right? Like, that's yeah. great. I do have to ask as a Pennsylvanian and as someone who lived there for seven years, do you have to ask a couple questions just around Pennsylvania? What yeah. the first one, oh. the first one is golf related. So okay. Oakmont versus marion better major tournament uh golf course i'll say Be better major tournament golf course oakmont versus marion i want to go oakmont just because oakmont's like, obviously they're, they're both crazy nice but i'm gonna put i'm gonna scratch marion and put laurel valley if you ever heard of laurel valley oh, Lincoln here. So okay that, that would be, i'd do oakmont versus laurel valley okay uh, you're, yeah, I, I know we talked about it earlier that you're kind of from Central PA and you are going hardcore Western PA so I can see the Philly bias coming out of you. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Well, this is going to – these are now going to answer all of my questions even better. So now we go Eagles fan versus Steelers fan. Okay. Well, see, I'm a Giants fan, so I'm going to have to go to the uh, Steelers. Yeah, so this might be the end of the podcast, Brendan. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I hate all of those teams anyway, so that's okay. okay I, just, so... I just used to live in Philly, so I'm I'm a Patriots okay. fan. So, yeah. Oh, you're that's all okay. good. Well, Giants have the last laugh, I guess. Man, they do. They do. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that. We don't talk no, about that. No, no, no. Oh, man. But I was also going to say, then I go into usually, um, just with this, because it's so random, I for baseball, I always ask Phillies, Pirates, or Yankees, just because when my friends – were from Scranton and it may just be because the Yankees triple a team is there, but they were all Yankee fans. And I was like, where did this go? They were like Steeler fans and Yankee fans. And I'm just yeah. like, first of all, you're five hours away from Pittsburgh. So I don't know why you're a Steeler fan. Yankee. Right. I kind of get, but like the Phillies are right. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm actually, so my brother's a huge Yankee fan. I'm a huge Red Sox fan. We were ever since we were growing up. So I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge hey, Sox Welcome fan, to the but... miserable. Welcome to the fellowship <laughs> of the miserable. Now I wish, yeah. unfortunately, Timmy couldn't make it because Tim's, Tim's our resident seam head. And he just, okay. I mean, don't, don't get him going because he's probably just upset that the Red Sox have done nothing for the trade deadline. And he's, he's ready to, he's ready. Yeah. To <laughs> It's just, it's just one of those things, like, even the last couple of years, I just get so frustrated where I can't even get through a, a basic game. I just, so I, don't, I barely watch them now, but 
I still I still read the highlights and look the highlights and stuff. But. It's a little bit better now. I mean, they go fast. I don't know if it's better, but they go faster now. So that's the yeah. Thing. They are they are faster. I, I like the pitch clock. That was a good idea. Mm, I I do too. I do too. And I I, I think it it's also the batters too, right? Where it's like you get one timeout. The pickoffs now. I think it's you get two attempts like on yeah. On, I think, you only it, get I think like one or two, two attempts or something like yeah. that before it's an automatic yeah. you know automatic take your base. So, anyways. Golf podcast talking about baseball. We do everything here. <laughs> exactly. It's like Acorn Hills. Exactly. We <laughs> are we are anywhere and everywhere. So yeah. Um, but one of the things I definitely want to talk talk to you about is, is the fact that being a small business and still being in college, being a small business. There yeah. are probably times, at least for me, I know like if we don't do a podcast for like three weeks to a month, and that does happen. It's just like I, I get an I get a feeling that like I'm somehow failing, even though like I know I'm not, but like have you ever kind of felt where it's just like you've hit that wall and you're just like, what am I going to do? And how did you get out of it and and make Acorn Hills a better product because of that? Yeah, and you know, that's I think that feeling that you're describing is a lot of what people don't understand before they get into a business. And everyone says, Oh, well, I won't burn out or I won't hit a wall, but um if you put the time and dedication that you're supposed to, you're going to burn out somewhere along the line. And, uh, you know, for me, that moment was probably, I'd say after I went on the weather channel in April, probably about two three weeks after that, I hit this crazy boom of customers. And like, it was, it was a huge, great problem to have, you know, everything. And then all of a sudden the bottom fell out. It's like, okay, there went my kind of hot streak. And now what I would do. So April going into May, it was, it was kind of this idea of, okay, what do I do to kind of build? And this not so much. Um, I can't rely solely on solely on the kids that are at college because honestly, I'm I'm dealing I'm dealing these clothes out of my college dorm half the time. <laughs> I uh, I should I should shift them out of my house. But when I was first starting out, I, a lot of them was you know seeing what worked at college, and you know the kids would knock on my door and say, Hey, can I get a hat or can I get this? And oh yeah, yeah, you can. And uh, you know that that was a huge huge plus for me. But also too, when I left in May. Um, and come home for the summer is like okay now what's my next step because automatically there went all my models because you know i could walk down anywhere at college and and you know all types of people all types of you know tall short medium you know whatever 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 you honestly it was it was the greatest greatest spot for content creation ever um so i came home and being rural rural pa you know i can't photograph the tumbleweed that blows by but <laughs> <laughs> so I like that yeah, so so that was a huge wall for me. And also, too, is after that initial push, I got a lot of my first initial launch was basically all men's products. And um, I got a lot of pushback, obviously, from the female community and saying, like, okay, we want to see at least a female product or a unisex product that can be worn on both genders. Because um, especially when I went on the Weather Channel, my email box blew up of uh, women saying, hey, we would love to support you, but you don't have anything for us. I was like, oh, it's like me being kind of the stubborn college kid that, oh, geez, I didn't even think about that, which sounds horrible. But, you know, I was moving so fast, so quickly. It's like, well, to put it, put an item in production would take so much time. So it's always kind of pushed it off to the side. So that May into June time, I really spent producing items that could be worn on and off uh, the golf course, but also between the two genders, too, mm. because, you know, I, I have the women's polo now. I have the t-shirts that are unisexual. Um, the hats are now unisex. 
I have items coming here in August that will be also unisex and some women, some men's. So, you know, getting that whole product range, I guess, is was, was a huge product, huge problem for me. But also too, you know, growing up, I worked since I was 15. So time management um, wasn't really the problem. It was mostly content creation. I don't think anyone really realized how much content creation it takes. You know yourself um, how much content creation it takes and how much time that can take to create that content. And uh, just, you know, that, that was a struggle for me at first. I tried different platforms. I tried TikTok. I wasn't the greatest at TikTok. So I thought, okay, well, I don't want to waste resources that are not being, you know, not being good. And, um, you know, as many people as I connected with on Instagram, I was spending five, six hours a day on my phone on Instagram, just commenting, saying, DMing people say, hey, I really like what you do. Would you like to hear my story? And a lot of people said no. You know, I probably had for every 10 people that said yes, I probably had 100 people said no. And um, you just had to keep going. And then those 10 people would kind of maybe produce two or three more people that could, they would want to hear the story. And that's really how I grew. And, you know, I, I'm very proud to say to this day, I've spent $0 on marketing. Um, it's all been by word of mouth, all been by reaching out to people and reach out to news stations and things like that. But yeah, that was a huge, huge struggle for me. It was kind of that reality shock of once the friends and family sales went away, because ultimately sales are what drives, drive the company. You know, I, as, as much as I would love to say, I want to help the environment and, you know, for free, obviously all these things cost money. And for me to cover all that, you know, I got to make sales. So, so that was a huge part of me was when that all those sales fell out and I had all this inventory. I thought, well, how do I get rid of this stuff? So I just, I don't know. That, that was a huge struggle for me. And how I got out of that was really just relying on people around me, you know, using my network of people, uh, you know, emailing people I went to high school with just, and kids I went to college with and, I created the ambassador program, which I don't know if you saw the ambassador program, but um, that was a great resource too, because those people were just constantly helping me grow the brand. So, so it was a, a whole bunch of struggles. I could write a book on struggling, but. I know I, I uh, did. I did see, we may, we may have to cease and desist some of your, one of your ambassadors in here because they do use our name. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, oh, did, I did. I did. I, I did I did see that I'm like I'm like uh oh I'm like I gotta, uh -oh. I, gotta yeah. I gotta I gotta I gotta lay down the law no I'm kidding uh but no I I think that's so big too is one you know obviously everyone has their different talents I know for us at least like one of the things that I do pretty well is is it with the social media side is TikTok because uh, I just make stupid videos um but I I do know as well that 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 that's challenging and like instagram is one area where i'm trying to get better i think at least on that side you know you you kind of come in and out on that and it, it does get tough but but yeah you're always able to kind of see that light at the end of the tunnel too and i think that that's pretty big when it's just like you know what this isn't working let's pivot a little bit and i i think um at least on that side, that's, that's always huge, right? Like being able yeah, to, it, you know, to hitting, hitting kind of rock bottom, not only rock bottom, cause I was fine. Like I was, I was doing great. I was happy, but as far as the content side, hitting rock bottom, it really made me be creative with the content I produced after that. So mm -hmm. now, you know, I'm taking, taking pictures of, um, stickers and in, in nature places that I'm, you know, the other day I got a picture of the guy had a sticker in New York. He was at Trump tower. So it's like, Oh, like I'm going to definitely use that. And, um, you know, just, just getting creative with the postings and things like that. And, 
you know, that, that didn't come easy. I, I reached out to a lot of people who were social media content creators and said, well, hey, what do you guys do? And obviously they can only help to a certain extent, like nothing against them, but they're, they're not going to give away all the good secrets because, um, you know, they got to grow too, which I respect. But it's just, it's been, it's been truly great. And, you know, I'm not saying it's been all sunshine and rainbows because it sure as heck hasn't. But, um, you know, up, ups and downs, more ups and downs for sure. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand on that side, man. It, it does get a little tough. I know when you were talking about burnout earlier, I mean, there's times where I've gone away from like, basically from social media for like, mo- like at least a yeah. month. Cause yep. it's just like, I'm, I'm good. Uh, my creative juices are not flowing right now. Like I'm just <laughs> not having fun with yeah. this. Like I've got a, I've got a real person job as well. So like, I'll just yep, concentrate on that. And you know, if it comes back, you know, when the mojo comes back, it comes back with a force, but sometimes you just gotta, you know, sometimes yeah. you just gotta reset a little bit too. Yeah. I, um, especially school, it was very tough for me because Obviously, like I've I've always been a, a good student. I've never never struggled academically, and that's what to put me on a pedestal was just kind of to validate that I was able to do this, you know, while still being in school. And you know, the the thing was with that was I'd go to class from eight a.m. to or eight a.m. to probably three p.m. if not longer. Have golf practice some days, or if I didn't have golf practice, I'd work from three p.m. and then until probably like midnight on the company when I was first starting out. And, uh, you know, probably I think in April was the last time I checked my website logged hours. I had up over 5,000, which was a lot. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's funny because I still I still was able to keep a 4.0, um, you know, and do things. I, I work in marketing over there at the school, you know, and that's been a great resource, too, is, you know, once they heard about me doing the brand, the school really highlighted it and introduced me to some board of directors. And they kind of introduced me to other people. And uh, it's just been kind of a chain reaction there. I, I want to say our, our root system runs very deep, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> too many puns, Nate. Too Dude, many I'm puns. Telling you, nah, it's just, never it's just enough the brand puns. Full of them. Never the enough brand puns. Oh, I love it, dude. That's great. That's great, man. But kind of going back into, you know, when you were first starting out, obviously, you know, you're, you've been working on this for a while. What is one thing you wish you could have told yourself? kind of going back and, and, you know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. but what's one yeah. piece of advice you wish you could have told yourself now with all of your experience starting out? I think if I were to tell myself one thing, it'd be, don't be afraid to start it. And that would be the pre, I, I'm going to tell myself two things if that's okay, because that, the mm-hmm. pre-COVID era, I would, would have told myself to go ahead and start it because no one else at the time was doing this. Now, post-COVID era, it seemed like a couple other people were doing their own clothing brands and things. So that's when kind of all these clothing brands started to pop off. And the post-COVID era, I, w- I would have told myself, especially in August, I'd say of 2022, that um, to stay consistent, I, I would have said, uh, you know, pick a couple of things and stay consistent. Because there, there was a time, especially when I first started, was I was moving in so many different directions. And, you know, I would go to bed with these migraines at night because this was all new to me. I was, I never created a website prior to this. I never sourced things overseas, never, never did anything. And so it was all this information being thrown at me. And I should have just, I would say, I would say, take one thing at a time and move from there. Nothing, but you know, that, that also played to my advantage now because it seems like I have 20 different things going on, but I can balance it all because I think I, that initial starting stage was, 
was a was a beast more mm-hmm. or less but uh i don't know it, that, that's a good question and that's honestly one i haven't heard yet brendan so kudos to kudos to duffin up thank to, you man i appreciate that did you hear that everyone yeah. else that you can you can copy my questions now too um yeah one of the things i also wanted to ask you is because i've had a couple of people that we've known have started company have started clothing companies um whether it's golf whether it's just lifestyle everything like that and the thing that they always say is the most difficult thing is the actual sampling and getting samples and being able to see so i just want to hear from your oh perspective, my goodness you, what must, was you that must like you must have like a x-ray vision into my mind or something so um for those out there listening we're releasing the lightweight quarters at spoiler alert in August. Okay. It's lightweight. It's super sleek. It's like a light green. Oh, it's beautiful. I designed it. Of course, I, I'm going to say it's beautiful because I designed it, but it, it, I, I do like it. So I bought this sample off the person overseas, designed it, came over, was perfect. And then the lady called me today and said, Hey, we bought the fabric at the market to make the cotton sew. Um, but it's darker than what, what you bought. I just made the sample out of kind of lighter fabric. I thought, you got to be kidding me right now. Like, I based all my future designs off this lighter fabric. Um, and now it's like a darker green. And so now I'm kind of in, I guess, pumping the brakes so much on the quarter zip and waiting till they restock that fabric. But there's a lot of times, too. Um, I'll tell you another story, too, if it's okay. Absolutely, Keep it going. When I first started making t-shirts, um i just they would say you know you want so many smalls you want so many mediums larges etc and i said yeah 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 so you know they came over and they're beautiful t-shirts beautiful printing and i pulled up like this large and i'm I'm a i don't know if you can you can't tell here but i'm i'm 6'1 185 so i'm like a medium large type of guy mm-hmm. and um i held up this large shirt it was like a crop top on me i was like what the heck and i like then held up this extra large and it like barely covered my stomach and we'll hear the sizing charts their standard sizing charts in this one manufacturer goes off of the demographics over in these foreign countries well demographically speaking yeah uh, america <laughs> americans are a little bigger and taller than uh foreigners a little and, taller a little uh, wider you know just kind of all yeah, above we'll yeah, take it yeah, we'll take yeah, it and that that was a struggle so i was so pumped to release my first first t-shirt right after my weather channel debut and i like sold 10 to 20 of them right off the bat instantly like whoa like this is great they're gonna be great sellers and um after i like tried them on because i did like a pre-order for them and everyone went nuts and i like everyone tried them on i thought oh man so then i had pretty soon i had 10 20 come right back to me so i sell them now at my i do like pop-up shops and stuff mm-hmm. i sell them as your regulars obviously for cheaper yeah but they're still beautiful shirts and um but yeah that was that was a major struggle sample wise because that was one of the times that i didn't order a sample i just kind of went with their stuff because i well how different can a t-shirt be you know i knew the fabrics i i knew the mixtures of the fabrics and boy did i get burnt so ever since then that was probably april ever since then i um i've, I've been requesting samples so oh man when and i used to work I'll, I'll tell you another thing too samples people don't appreciate for clothing how much a sample cost? Um, a lot of people don't realize that these companies overseas that are huge, they do, you know, 
I actually use the same manufacturer as probably the top five golf companies in the world. And, um, you know, they don't care whether you're going to buy off them or not. They got millions coming in regardless. Yeah. Um, so their samples are, you know, it's on their time. So you might pay a hundred bucks for a sample, which is crazy. You know, after it's all said and done and shipping overseas and stuff, you're going to pay well over a hundred, 125 bucks just for uh that's like just for a polo shirt maybe but um you know sometimes you can negotiate and be better and that was also a huge struggle for me is i'll go to class and all that stuff come back work on the business and then probably about midnight um overseas and stuff where i manufacture people start waking up because of different time zone mm-hmm. so i'd be on the phone all night on manufacturing calls contract calls um just trying to figure out these things. So that was a, a lot of sleepless nights for sure. A lot of nights where I ran on two or three hours of sleep, but I somehow, somehow made it work. But um, yeah, so that, that was, that's a huge, just to answer your question, I don't mean to ramble about that whole story. No, but I, just I, 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 I wanted you to ramble on that side because <laughs> that is, that is everything that I've heard. It, it That is by far and away the worst process is just yeah. trying to figure out and and like you said, like, yeah, they're they're gonna send you it, but they're gonna send you it on their time and yeah. it's gonna be really expensive. And then when you decide to buy, you know, a hundred or two hundred from them, then they'll give you the discount. But but not until yeah. not until then. No nope. yeah. start now. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I heard when I first started, I heard you can do three things. You can have good, fast, and cheap, and pick two. Mm-hmm. Um so you can if it's good and fast, it's not gonna be cheap. If it's good and cheap, it's not gonna be fast or you know what I'm saying? If it's fast it's, and cheap, it's not good. That's probably yeah. the worst one you want, right? There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those t shirts ship within like ten days. So that that kind of gives you the but anyone out there speaking or hearing me right now, like I promise my t shirt manufacturer has gotten better. I switched, I switched <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> my t shirt manufacturer is great now. So do you hear that? But, he switched it up. It's it's good stuff now, everyone. It is. It, yeah, it was good stuff before. They just didn't 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 like when I requested for a refund and all that stuff because of sizing. But yeah, I could definitely see that 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 they're probably uh, not not going to take that one into consideration. Yeah, and that that is something that I strongly recommend to anyone out there kind of dealing overseas. I'm doing it on a very small level, and unless you or doing it at a very large level, make sure you have some sort of security between your payments. Not that I've ever got scammed, but um, in that situation there, they might have denied my refund, but the platform I used provided some sort of trade assurance that I got the money back regardless. So that was nice. That's great, man. No, now, I mean, yep. hey, if Duffin' Up ever makes ever decides to get into the t-shirt game, now I know. So that's good. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> or you can, have, you can just have Acorn Hills make them. I've, I've actually done – I so I play college golf. Um, mm-hmm. This year, I actually designed our uniforms, and I designed our hats. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I designed it. So it's all Acorn Hills. Like, we're wearing Acorn Hills. That's and great. Then, have, um, you, have you thought of that kind of going for – I mean, obviously, you know, I – went to school in in Philadelphia, they have a massive Nike contract. So literally everything that's coming out of that school is, is straight Nike. But is that kind of a route that you have thought about going down, like getting into like, and, and you could get into D one schools as well, but it's just like, you know, have, have you thought about going that route where you're being the apparel for college golf teams, whether it's women's golf or men's golf? And I I have, and the big problem is with that, um, especially if I order from manufacturers is getting that logo on there. 
So what I what I actually did up late. So that was a huge struggle in April too. So mm. that whole April to May to July was another like just a whole discovery process because I started scaling and I didn't know what, what to do next. So um, I had all these country clubs lined up. They wanted to do their their logo and I couldn't do it unless they met the minimum order overseas. So I actually got I got with an embroiderer back home here in screen printer, and uh, now I can do custom logoed stuff. Like obviously oh, all my stuff's cool. custom. No, now all my stuff like myself is custom logoed when I bring it over, but mm-hmm. now I can do country clubs. I can do uh, teams um, if they want their stuff. So I take all my like they're basically I don't want to call them blanks, but they're basically my clothing blanks mm-hmm. to these embroiders, and they'll embroider the logo and basically make it custom. So anyone out there listening country club wise that wants custom logos, t-shirts, anything, you let me know, shoot me yeah. an email, but, that, but yeah, that's a great down, idea. Down, down the, down the line. I definitely, um, definitely could see myself doing that. Now I, I still have a year and a half left of college, so who knows, but, uh, yeah, that's something that I'm definitely interested in. Oh, that's great, man. That's, that's sick. I mean, that'd be so cool. You get the custom embroidery, like you got the regular Acorn Hills logo, and then you get the yep. custom. So, I bet you, uh, uh, especially a lot, and we may talk about uh, this a little bit more because I do like to bring it up with our guests. But like when you go to public courses or when you go to resort courses, anything like that, like especially in Pennsylvania where there's a little bit more, um, you know, that might be something really cool to see. Like when if you like are at like a local municipal course and they kind of get that it's like a small business, and you know that would, yeah, that would be really really cool. It's funny you say, so I'm playing a golf course. You're like, you know, where Erie PA is at? Where is that? Sorry. Uh, Erie PA, right at the top. Yes, of I know where Erie yep. is. Yep, yep. Yep. All the way so, up there. All yep, the way. So up my, brother, there. my brother went to school in Erie. Oh, okay. So um, we're going up there Thursday of this week. We're playing a course up there, but I actually contacted their their pro and the owner, and I'm having a meeting with them on Thursday. And they wanted their small municipal course, and they want to do it. So yeah. I had about four or five four or five pro shops locally that want to do stuff and four or five probably across the country. So about a total of eight or nine. And then plus, um, I don't know if you're heard of like REI outdoors. I have heard of REI outdoors. Yeah. Yep. So funny story. This is just truly how small the world is. Um, so my brother graduated with the kid and he moved out to Nebraska. He got a job with REI. Well, he got a job being the sales manager for the REI Nebraska store. So when I went on the eight, when I went on the weather channel, he saw that and he DM me on Instagram and said, Hey, I kind of have an idea. He's like, we're going to be the kind of the first REI to do this, but it's called a local buy. And, you know, they basically buy locally or, you know, they buy a small business and that's basically what they did. So I can't officially say I'm an REI uh, <laughs> affiliate, but uh, as far as the Nebraska store, I am. So uh, that's, I mean, that's cool. a great pilot program. Am I right? That's, that's, that's awesome. That is yep. very, very cool. And, yeah, and he, um, you know, he'll he'll keep me updated and stuff, and I'll do orders for them. But he says within a couple of weeks, I I sell out of my stuff. So people in Nebraska must love Acorn Hills. So <laughs> that's anyone. If anyone's listening to this podcast in Nebraska, send Nate a picture of your stuff in Omaha or wherever it is. Yeah, and yep. go for it. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, I don't know if you remember Eastern Mountain Sports from back in the day. I don't know if you yep. guys had those. We used to call it expensive mountain shit because yeah. It was. <laughs> REI is yeah. a little bit better on the price point, I will say. But yeah. Boy, Eastern Mountain Sports was crazy expensive, and no one was ever in that store. So I don't know how they made it. Well, they didn't make it because they're not they're not real anymore. But. 
but I mean that that's that's great though that you're you know kind of getting into that and and you know have they also discussed with is this kind of like when you say that the local program like have they I guess it's probably too early for that but is that something that like down the road yeah you know you've yep. been in and, discussions with them or anything like and that, that too? yeah and that is that's a beast in itself I didn't realize that until I got into the kind of industry of like UPCs and um supply chain management like obviously i knew supply chain management a little bit but mm. you don't learn it until you get firsthand experience and yeah. uh like obviously over time we're scaling up but you know it, it's it's all within time and i can't if i say like if they said we want to do a hundred thousand dollar order okay that's great but i don't have the inventory nor the the time deadline to get that order made yeah. so there's a lot of times that i have to walk away from not that they ever offer me that but a lot of times, even with those small country clubs at first, where I had to walk away from a deal just because I can't physically do it. Mm. You know? Yeah. With so, that, have you ever, especially with some of like the golf clubs or anything, have you have you been able to say like, hey, we can't do this now, but we want to do it in the future? Or are they yeah. just kind of like done yeah, with so, it after? Nope. So a lot of them say, you know, if you ever do those like in March, April, um, a lot of people are asking me, well, was I at the PGA show? the pga merchandise show no no and one's said, at well, the pga do you know how expensive it is to get into the pga well, show a three by five no card call costs like twenty thousand dollars really oh my god i mean goodness. i don't know I, if I it's never... that crazy but i do know the guy like that is like um that's like their marketing budget for the year is like oh my the goodness. pga show it's expensive wow. man it's crazy yeah yeah oh and i was getting emails about the, like a couple pros that are you at the pga show and i thought now I'm in my college dorm studying for midterms right now. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm not at the PGA show. And, uh, but you know, maybe someday, but, um, you know, a lot of them will set their budgets in winter time, set their contracts in the winter time. So when I debuted on the weather channel, um, a lot of them were already full, but mm -hmm. now I'm starting to get to the point where it's cycled back through. And a lot of them are, you know, they said to contact them now, um, in August. And now I'm starting to contact them again and about four or five lined up and, so, so we'll see what happens. We'll see, definitely see what happens, but I'm excited. Um, I think the sky's the limit truly. But. No, that that's awesome, man. That that's great. Um, one thing I did want to ask is, uh, one of the big things that I kind of hype on about is golf accessibility and within the Northeast, it is a very different animal. And I know that you guys are mid Atlantic, but you guys really are very similar. It's a completely different animal than when you go out West or you go down South where golf yep. is not as accessible within our region, I would say, yep. as it is in a lot of different areas. And one of the things I always say is because number one, golf was here for like, this is the first real area where golf was. Number two, when golf started here, it was for the very, very rich and only the very, very rich. And number three, golf didn't really like it has say over in the UK where they're much better about having more and more public courses and the private courses while they're still there. There's a lot less, there's less of them, but the ones that are private are like the elite elite private here in yeah. the Northeast, especially you do have a lot of private, just hundred percent private courses, a little bit different than a lot of different areas around the country. And unfortunately a lot of the public courses that we do have up here are not the best because they don't get that year round play and therefore they yep. can't heavily invest in the technology that's needed to keep a golf course going for the entire year. Yes. 
So just kind of wondering, you know, have you seen anything within Pennsylvania, if they've made any improvements or where do you think that there are areas for improvement to make the game more accessible to, to people just in general too? Yeah. And it's a great point you made because being in college, I'm playing a lot of courses. I would probably never touch if I wasn't a college golfer. Um, just being quite mm. truthfully, just because one private and two, the locations of them. Um, now with that said, I've always been a kind of public course player. My, my home course is very small, very public, you know, you can, not that I've ever done it, but, mm. um, people walk up their jean shorts and a t-shirt and they're able to play. Uh, <laughs> and no one really, no one really bats an eye, which is fine. And you, you know, shouldn't, it, it, if it's a public course, there should yeah, be exactly. no dress code. Like I go off about yeah. that too. Like if it's a resort course, I get it. If it's a private course, I get it. Yeah. LA, you know, the stories about LACC, like we poo pooed the shit out of it because that is exactly what I don't want golf to be where you have to wear pants and you have to wear a sport coat when you go into the grill room, like get out of my face. Yeah. I, I won't, I won't name the course, but when I was at college, I walked into like the pro shop because the pro shop and the locker room were kind of connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked into the pro shop and I was just walking through to use the bathroom and uh, they made me remove my shoes and remove my hat and tuck my shirt back in. I keep in mind, I was just warming up at the range. like had to, had to go to the bathroom before it was so cold. I was like, I gotta go pee. So I, I did, and, you know, I got yelled at and I was like, well, so be it. But um, that's also the same parking lot. I had like three or four BMWs and Rolls Royces just like in a line. I thought, Oh, well, that makes sense. It's like, I'll park my little Toyota beside that, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but no, to answer your question, I think the courses in PA, quite frankly, um, some of them can charge too much thinking that they're a private course. You know, the greens fees might be 50, 60 bucks, but the course itself is probably worth 35 to 40. Mm-hmm. Um, with, now, with that said, you get a lot of the weekend warriors where they come out maybe once or twice a summer and hack it up, which is fine. But I think they should maybe offer more specials, you know, whether 18, 18 for 18 on like a Wednesday or like, eight, you know, I don't know, veterans golf free, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a course near me where they give a free membership to veterans. And, uh, you know, obviously those veterans aren't going to golf alone. Yeah. So they're going to bring their friends, bring, bring, uh, you know, retired veterans, any, anyone that like with them, they're not going to golf alone. So from a business standpoint, I think that's where golf courses in PA, especially public ones can make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but also too, I think, just from knowing there's about three or four courses in my area and they're all kind of at each other's throats bickering and stuff. But I think if they just kind of buried the hatchet between the, like the four of them and found some way to make it work, whether they did like a reciprocal for all their members or did some sort of idea where you buy one membership and it's good for the four courses yeah. or something. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of potential there. I think there's a lot of stubborn, to be to be honest stubborn old people that are too set in their ways to um to make the change but that's kind of how i think maybe it could be more accessible but also too you know our our high schools here are very small like i graduated 70 kids Mm -hmm. and the golf the golf team was full of farmers and you know kids who worked i worked at walmart with a bunch of cashiers from walmart it's like we you know i um now fortunately I, i played for a long time but I think I was the only one on the team who could break like 90, mm. you know, at the time. So, you know, obviously those kids get discouraged and quit. 
So I don't know if there could be some sort of guidance from the ground up, whether it be maybe high schools or something have a golf clinic or a free golf clinic for uh, kids that are be interested. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's just, it's a good it's a great question, Brendan. But one that I think has many different answers. But yeah, and I think that that's why it'll never truly be answered, at least in our kind of neck of the woods, because you know it it may take a lot of time to to kind of change mindsets and yeah that too uh which which does stink but you know um one of the things we do have is kind of like our almost our lightning round but it's not really a lightning round but we do have a couple of questions that we always ask everyone at the end of the at the end of the interview so one of you know first one is I, i and this is where Tim, Tim, Tim might get mad at me because I am taking his spotlight, but he's not here. So he doesn't get to get mad at me. Um, do you have any holes in one? I do. I, um, now I got to tell a story. About yes, I do. So I was, I was 15. I was 15 when I got, I was playing with my dad. I was probably playing the worst round of golf of my life. I think I went like nine, nine, seven, eight, eight. Like it was like this crazy, like I had to have been like in the seventies by like, six holes and <laughs> on the, oh, I was only nine, playing nine holes and so I get up to this hole there was like a little short little part three and at the time fifth I was 15 years old so I was like I was hitting up nine I thought well you know what I'm mad I'm gonna hit a wedge and just totally swing out of my uh mind at this ball and I did I caught it perfectly and uh one bounce is like 140 yards or something one bounce and just like rolled right into the cup and I saw it drop and the guys on the next hole saw it drop. And obviously, everyone was, like, partying, and everyone was, like, happy. And then we went into the bar, and everyone was, like, oh, drinks on Nate. And obviously, I was 15, so I wasn't old enough to buy. So everyone <laughs> just kind of went home, went home like, thirsty that night. But Oh, uh, man. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Dude, yeah, that's crazy. But- I mean, that's such a great story. Like, I we don't have – I don't have any. Um, But, I mean, now that I'm um older – well, much older. Um, But now, now that I can afford – or not a four, but now that I am of age where I can buy drinks, you bet your butt, like you bet your ass. Yeah. As soon as that happens, like, I don't care that credit card's going down. And then, you know, I will call the bank and say that my credit card got stolen. And yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> I, um, I just actually, I, I almost had one last weekend. As I remember a guest, I hit a wedge into a hole that, um, I usually never hit the green one. I actually blew the cup out. So I hit the cup and just blew out the side. That went oh flying. no! Yeah, yeah, it almost slam dunked it, but it blew oh, the cup out of it. That's like, brutal. That was, that was like the second closest I've had. Too. That is brutal. I am that sorry was to hear that. I, I still oh, made no. still made par, but I was like, "You gotta be joking right now." <laughs> but oh man, that's 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 tough. Now now I don't feel as bad because, but I don't feel as bad because you have one. So I don't feel as bad. I feel yeah, I yeah, feel, so, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't have one, I'd be like on the floor right now, like rolling in pain for you. But, oh yeah, me too. I I was in pain when I hit that, so the top <laughs> just blow out the side. Mm. Oh, that's crazy. All right, two last questions. First question: right. uh, You are on a deserted island. You have a bucket of balls an unlimited bucket of balls. So you are okay. on there for an entire year. That is a limitless bucket of balls. What club are you bringing with you? Is there sand or no sand? It's everything. You, you can have whatever you want there. There's a putting okay. green. It's it's a full, okay. basically it's a entire thing wherever you want. I'm probably going to bring like, I don't know. I used to have, <laughs> this is, this is in no way to work on my game at all, 
but I, I used to carry this. Uh, I still I carried it my first year of college. It was a seven iron that was cut down when I was a junior junior golfer. It's probably maybe this like I don't know, maybe half of what a regular seven iron would be. But okay. the reason I carried I carried it in my bag for so long because me being kind of taller mm-hmm. and my my swing was always steep. If I got below like in a tree, I couldn't like actually swing. So actually, I had that little club, and I could like make a full swing under the tree with that thing. Mm. And uh, the one tournament I was playing, and it was probably like one fifty out or something like that. Yeah. And I thought, well, I used to call the I used to call the club little bump, like L I L bump. But uh, so I got I got it out, and I was under a tree, and I just hit it as hard as I could. And then I then I like hole out from like one hundred and fifty with that club. I was like, this is unreal. But um. Hold out, hold out for like double bogey. So that, that ah, was really who cares? It still counts. It still counts as a hole out. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thrilled with that. That probably the club I took because I could probably get creative with the shots I hit. Mm. I could hit little skippers and hit ones off the tree and maybe take down a monkey or two and a coconut. And... <laughs> Definitely a coconut. Hopefully yeah. no monkeys because they may rip your face off. So we'll, we'll yeah, keep... I'll fight them with that that little seven iron. <laughs> oh, or that's... teach them how to golf with. That might be the right size for them. Yeah, uh, it might be. You know, you may get you may get some Planet of the Apes ape stuff going there too, though. So be be a little careful. Just be a little careful. first first monkey woods. That's where it'd be Tiger Woods's monkey woods. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so final question. Um, take a look in your backyard. I'm I'm gonna mess this up. Sorry, Timmy. Uh, take a look in your backyard. Uh, and pretend that there is a full golf hole. Any golf hole ever in your backyard and that is your backyard you get to play it whenever you want uh you get the views you get everything so like we always say like i i think one of the i think it's timmy timmy's 18 at pebble so like in your backyard is the 18th hole at pebble okay what hole are you choosing so hmm 18th pebble be sweet but i've never actually played the 18th pebble so i just I haven't even. I, no, I'll, I'll, no I'll, one I'll can just, afford to. <laughs> no, no, no. That's like what five hundred bucks a green speed, five fifty something. Like but more is it more? It's like I think it's like eight seventy five right now, or something crazy like that. Oh every, man! Oh yeah. Find that. Find that in your couch cushion. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you gotta sell more shirts, Nate. We're I guess that's a lot of shirts. shirts. Oh, that's another story. I got an invite from some big vendor. Um, fair and they wanted me to come there and they said all right you know twelve hundred dollar vendor fee i was like get lost i'm not getting out it's like <laughs> i just, I just I for I everything said. then <laughs> yeah yeah geez but, but as far as the answer to your question um there's a course in pittsburgh called neville wood i don't know if you've heard of neville woods in bridgeville I have not. Okay. but it, it's a it's the jack nicholas course and we played it for conferences for our, our college in the 18th hole i'll send you a picture after we get off Mm. But um, the the eighteenth hole was just pure like water, and there's just this huge mansion clubhouse behind it. Um, so I would I'd prefer to live in that mansion clubhouse, and then the eighteenth hole kind of be like my hole to play. That's but, allowed. That I'm 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 saying it's allowed <laughs> because I am one hundred percent allowing that. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I, I there's yeah. there's there used to be um there's so many like good country club like good country club clubhouses like 
Um, I don't know if yeah. you've ever heard of like Newport Country Club in Rhode Island, but like that is legitimate. Yeah. It looks like a breaker's mansion. Like that is how <laughs> nice it is. Is it that is, nice? Oh, dude, it's unbelievable. I'm like, what is this? Like, how is this like? How, like, I seriously think it used to be a a legitimate mansion, and they just put a golf course next to it, and they're like, okay, now this, this is our golf. Now this is our clubhouse. Yeah, this is our clubhouse. Yeah. Oh, and you always see a bunch like I um. Oakmont's Oakmont's is really famous. Oakmont is has a famous clubhouse too, and a bunch of bunch of yep. awesome places have great clubhouses. Um, but I I love hearing that when you have like a specific one, and you're like, I don't want to just live on that hole. I want to live in the clubhouse. I want to live in a clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the hole itself is a beast to walk. So I gotta kind of have something to look forward to when I get done playing it. Oh yeah, so. just just right down to the bar. Immediately yep. right down to the bar. Exactly. Oh, that's great. All right, Nate. Well, dude, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Well, Everyone thanks for having out, me. Absolutely. Everyone out there, uh, his Instagram is acorn.hills, and it is acornhillsco.com. Make sure you get out there. Go order some stuff. I know that I will be ordering my stuff soon because I am very excited for it. And he will have extra larges, hopefully, in stock soon again because I did check. And a couple were sold out that I wanted, but that's okay. Which, uh, which style? I can, I can tell you if I'm going to have them back in. Oh, no. The blue quarter zip was something oh, that geez. I was like, that so was. Actually, so it's funny. Um, I actually use the same sizing as foot joys. So like a large is an extra large and, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So if there's larges on there, Brendan, uh, extra large might or it fit like an extra large. So I may um, I may have to look into it then. I may yeah. have to look, and yeah. then I'll I'll feel skinny, and then I'll exactly feel skinny. It's, it's, it's it's all it's all look good, feel good type of thing. Oh. Exactly. See, it goes right back to the mission. But, oh man! But everyone, please go go see Acorn Hills. Go to their website. Make sure you understand exactly what they're about with their conservation because it, it is a great it's a great idea. And I really enjoy, you know, just when I was looking at the stuff, I thought it was great. But um, Nate, again, dude, we we really appreciate you coming on. So thank you so much for 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 coming on tonight. Yeah, hey, thank you. And I'd love to be on again sometime. Maybe we can get the whole crew back on. I know. See, Timmy, Brian, we're guilting you. We're guilting you and Mike, we're guilting you too to get back on here. All right. Thanks so much, Dave. We appreciate it.